Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here again with my wonderful co-host, The Toaster. Toasty, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> He's having a wonderful day as usual. Uh, Toasty, I'm excited because this is our end of January patron episode. So it's not just you and me by ourselves talking about Witcher stuff. We have some guests and it's not just you and me and Ben of Temeria talking the three of us this time either because we have some other guests as well. Are you excited about that? I'm never excited. You're never. You're just a cold, steel-hearted individual. But we, yes. we, as we discussed on the previous episode, there's a teddy bear inside there somewhere. I don't think so. Yeah, there is. There is. I, um, I got a contract on that teddy bear and I slew it. So yeah, whatever. All right. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, with us today to discuss the monsters of the Witcher Netflix series and which ones we would want to hunt down and which ones we definitely wouldn't want to hunt down returning our original patron our original Leshen level patron Ben of Tamaria Ben welcome back buddy how you doing I am doing pretty good pretty good as usual as usual yeah yeah good to see you again welcome back to the show I see that you're prepared again with your with your swords and I'm always prepared. I have them, you know, on the 24-7. Yeah. I always have a contract. So <laughs> always on always the path. Paid. Yeah. <laughs> good Good to hear, man. Um, also, we have with us this week, Crow of Valen, or Valen, 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 Valen? I don't know the best way to pronounce that. How do you pronounce it? I've always pronounced it Valen. Valen? It's Valen. Valen? It's for the game, Tom. I know, yeah, but I feel like Valen. I feel like it depends you on your accent, Valen. right? Valen? Valen? I don't know. It's an E followed by an L followed by another E. But how you crow? I'll just call you crow. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. We're excited to hear some of your input about monsters and stuff. We've been chatting a little bit about it on the discord ahead of time. And then we also have Mage Mama. Mage Mama. So this is this is fun. Mage Mama. We've got Crow. Crow of Valen. Crow. Would you consider yourself more of a witcher? Oh, absolutely. So we've got you're a witcher. We've got Ben. He's a witcher. Mage Mama, are you are you more of a mage? I mean, it seems sounds like it from your name. Absolutely. I like fighting with strategy and um, lighting things on fire, I guess. <laughs> Sweet. So we've got a nice uh, party set up here. Some witchers. Trying to say us witchers don't fight with strategy. I feel like or we fire. fight with more <laughs> strategy. Political strategy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a wonderful kind of conversation that would normally happen between mages and witchers. Okay. Uh, this is the converse. This is the topic that we're going <laughs> to, this is off to an awesome start now. No, this is, this is great. This I is great. fight with swords and pens. I don't like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> damn. Fine. I'm, I'm good standing alone with that. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. Crow. We need someone to make our mutagens for us. Okay. Right. She also doesn't even need a sword to kill somebody. <laughs> So there's that. Well, I mean, 
witchers don't always either that's well, that's true as well okay but this the, the point of this episode is not to debate mages versus witchers the, the point of this episode is to talk about some of the monsters that we've seen in the netflix show in the series from season one and season two and i want to get your takes on this if you were having to deal with the monsters whether you're a witcher or a mage if you had to go take out one of these monsters if you were on a quest if you were uh, dealing with one of these which ones let's start with which ones if let's i know the world of the witcher i know living in the continent is a harsh reality and most of us probably wouldn't want to actually be there 24 7. that like this life that we're living now seems very comfortable compared to having to live in that in that world because most of us would probably just be some poor farmer and we'd get trounced on by like a drowner or something and we'd die right like chances are that would be the life we have and if we lived as a witcher that's still that's a rough life putting all that aside if you were in the situation where you got to be like all of a sudden you're whisked whisked away to that world and you found yourself in the body of an extremely capable individual, a witcher, a mage, somebody, and all of a sudden you have all the knowledge, all the skills, all of that at your disposal, and you got the opportunity to just take on a monster of your choosing, to just test your mettle. From the ones on the show that we've seen, which one would you say, okay, I wanna take that one. I wanna take that one on. Who would like to start? Does anybody have a a favorite that you want to you want to go with mage mama you want to start us off okay so if you're talking about facing a monster where i really want to test my metal that's yeah. that's the question here right yes like um, like uh that one looks pretty awesome i think i could take it out and it would be really really a cool fight oh i think i could take it out okay yeah um well well, that's a different question than what I, th- I thought the original question well, was. I had a really good answer. Okay. Well, how, how would you <laughs> so, frame it? Like how, what would, what were, what were you thinking? Let's just go with what you were thinking. Okay. So I, I, from the show, I would say the Brooksa is probably the one that, uh, terrified me the most, uh-huh. uh, you know, just that getting stabbed with the big post and then twisting around like it's the grudge. Yeesh. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, and the, the what about like the glitchy movement? Ugh, deeply unnerving. Deeply uh-huh. unnerving. Uh huh. And the, like the odd conversation thing. Okay, so in this situation, do you think that she would present herself as not a monster at first? I I, I think probably. And absolutely. I mean, it, I think that's we sort of saw that in the storyline, which was mm-hmm. definitely cool. It was like, oh, I'm not a threat. Not a threat, not a threat. Oh, definitely a threat. Right. Like, I'm just kind of having a awkward conversation with you. And then the, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up like, oh, boy. So what would you do in that situation? Like, let's say let's say you come across a Bruxa in the wild and you start to get a sense that like, okay, something's wrong here. What do you do? What do you do? Um, <laughs> well, uh, so one of the things I really love about uh, about how Geralt handles things, right, is, um, you know, and you talked about this on the show before, he kind of goes into detective mode, right, where he asks mm-hmm. questions. And um, I have to admit, I was like that particular episode, I, I thought it was really sad, you know, that this is the this is Nivellen's like 
only company in this curse. And even though the Brooks is like terrifying and yeesh, um, you know, that they still sort of ended up taking, taking her out. Right. So I would like to think that I would, have a conversation first. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but okay. then again, with all that like gle- weird, glitchy movement and deeply unnerving um, behavior, yeah, fire, kill it, dead. <laughs> Burn it with fire. <laughs> yes. Kill it with fire. Uh, Crow, Crow, you want to chime in here? Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, I wanted to get my thoughts because that's something that made, for me at least, the crux of fight. Uh, a bit more tragic because I, I mean, yeah, she was freaky, but <clears throat> she did have that like sense of intelligence and, you know, that's kind of Geralt's whole thing. And they're really hammering on it in the show is that he doesn't try and kill intelligent monsters. Right. And I know she was losing control and like killing people, but uh, it seemed a little weird to me that he just went for it instead of like somewhat trying to talk like at least a little bit yeah yeah and we see this in the games too we see this uh in fact sometimes in the games you're even given the the freedom to to make a choice between like do you just take the monster out do you make a a moral decision of some sort and allow it to live um The counterpoint to that, I guess, would be that he's already seen the results of what happens when she is given the freedom and tries to live in an agreement where she is given everything she needs. She had the sustenance of uh, uh, what's his face? Tosi, what was his name? Uh, Nevelyn. Nevelyn. Yeah, Nevelyn. So she had she had all the sustenance she needed, but she still couldn't keep herself in check. Yeah. And I, I think that maybe in that in that moment, he had the proof he needed that she was had been given the chance. She failed and given another chance. She wasn't going to be able to control herself. And yeah. so so she she presented herself in that in that way as ultimately a monster through and through based on her actions. Um, it's kind of funny that like uh, bringing up the games and having the choice a lot of times whether you can kill the more intelligent monsters mm-hmm. it makes me think of uh there's like some little side quest uh, it's a little earlier on in the game i actually just stumbled across it i can't even remember the name of the quest but it's like some people are praying or begging to this little statue of like their god or whatever and they're really like terrified and they're starving because they don't have enough food for the statue or like blessings or whatever yes yes i remember this yeah you go down into the cavern underneath and it turns out to be a sylvan so i remember whenever i first came across it i was you know i knew right away it was something like that but i went down was talking with the sylvan and then uh i ended up convincing him to like just take the bare minimum and then as soon as i got done with the conversation i was like dang i actually kind of wanted to kill him he was kind of a jerk (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> yeah it's it's an inter- interesting kind of balance ben do you have thoughts on this yeah i mean if we're talking about the games and even seeing it in the show Geralt is you see him like he has respect for intelligent monsters that don't pose a threat mm-hmm. unfortunately that brooks that we see in episode one of season two is a threat 
if if there was a way where he could have talked to her and had a peaceful resolution, he would have done it. Right. But, right. you know, even seeing that in the games, I mean, rock trolls typically are, tend to be mostly harmless, if not at all dangerous. And then there's some, like, blood and wine. There's a bunch of vampires in there, including Brooks's. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, that entire quest line in the games where, depending, like, you get confronted by, I think, a werewolf who uh, basically... Uh, wants to kill you, but you can convince him that, you know, that you actually like don't hurt monsters that don't deserve to be hurt. If you've like done enough of those quests and chosen like the peaceful option for them. Yeah. It was the free DLC quest they did on Skeleton. I think it was like yeah. Skeleton's most wanted. I think is what the quest was called. So like you almost get jumped by like a bunch, because I think it's more than just him, but he's like challenging you kind of. And it's like, yeah, it's, uh, but it's kill. A <laughs> werewolf rock troll, a Doppler and a, um, Oh God! It starts with the uh, Godlane. No, something like that. It's, um, whatever the kid from the swamp is, I can't remember his name. Godlane. It's a Godlane. Godlane. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the one of the interesting things about Geralt is that he's lived long enough to realize that intelligent monsters and humans and elves and anything else that's intelligent all have some semblance of free will, and he's seen the dangers that humans and elves and and those kinds of people can pose the, the the threats that they pose the damage that they can do through their actions and when he compares those actions the actions of terrible men or women or whoever to terrible monsters or the the neutrality of just people living their lives to monsters just living their lives that aren't hurting anyone like I, I think I think he's logical enough of a of an individual to go. There really isn't that much of a difference, regardless of your biological status. It's your actions that determine if you're a monster or not, right? And that's that's the thing that he's realized, um, which is which is funny because I mean, I like to tie a lot of these things into real world things. But one of the things that we as humans, oftentimes when you're dealing with people who hold grudges against people from other cultures or races or those kinds of things they they don't take the time to stop and think about like the, the people that they know who are like themselves and from their own cultures and the terrible things the people that they know do you know like they will blindly say oh those people over there are terrible because they do these bad things and so they're less than human but then they ignore the things that the people who look like them do that are terrible and if they were actually to count up all of those terrible things that they know people who like them do, chances are they probably know more people like them that do terrible things than people who are different than them that do terrible things. And that's one of the things that Geralt walks around saying most of the time is that like the humans he knows seem to be doing more terrible things than many of the monsters he comes across, or at least the intelligent ones uh, on occasion, you know, like so that, that balance is really kind of interesting and he's he's been around long enough to realize that like sometimes the monsters actually do control themselves and sometimes the humans don't which is an yeah, interesting we're looking point at you, 
<laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, look, look at some of the political leaders and the powerful mages in the world, and even just even just the commoners who just like can't deal with somebody just looking different than them when they when he walks into town. I mean, there's a lot of people in the world who just do terrible things all the time, and he has so, to deal with that all the time. So, long story short, everybody sucks to get a sword. <laughs> right. Well, everybody has the potential to suck, but everybody has the potential to do good as well. So you should wait on your judgment. I think that's ultimately the lesson here is that don't judge like until uh, until you see somebody's actions. You know, don't don't prejudge. Don't don't or, or hey, get this. Don't have prejudices. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Um, but anyway, I'll get off my uh, soapbox. I'm putting it back in the corner. Um, so, so th that's the uh, the Brooksa mage mama. That's that's who you would you would go up against, and and you would try to you would try to talk her down. That would be your attempt. That would be my first thing, but um, you know, I guess sometimes Brooksas just are a little too hungry. They just get too hangry, and they <laughs> cannot be reasoned with. Not unlike my four year old. Sometimes, yeah. well, hey, angry, angry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, okay. Yeah. And then, well, I, I can't imagine that fight would be easy once you have to deal with it. I mean, that I have to say that was like probably one of the most disturbing fight scenes I've seen. Um, you know, I've won, witnessed plenty of horror movies and I was still, oh my gosh, that whole scene with the Brooks was pretty unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that like a Doppler would also be a pretty, uh, I think that would be a monster that I don't know. Do are monsters, are, are they considered monsters? Doppers? They are. I mean, they are, yeah. right? Yeah. They're, they're a non, uh, I mean, they're not human or elf or dwarf or gnome. Like they're, they're not of the regular, regular races of the world. That's I think they're that, pretty threatening too. That's something that kind of confused me about the way that they depicted Dopplers in the show was I thought, I mean, even though they are considered monsters, um, it's not due to their action. It's just due to their genetic makeup. But I thought that Dopplers were supposed to be like uh, good by nature, like good hearted and stuff. Nope. <laughs> Ben's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a story that the story in the books with, um, with doo doo there was um i think there was another if i recall i think Toasty, you can you can help me on this wasn't there another doppler in that story that was trying to frame doo doo or am i thinking of something completely different i so that story is this from was the that, second book this is from yeah this is from the book i think yeah this I is think sort the of destiny I think it's from it's in the what's one of the yeah, short the, stories. The, sec yes. the, the, the yeah. second book. Um yes. That I, story is that the Doppler was posing as uh dainty Beavervelt, who was a, a, a different gnome, like merchant farmer kind of guy. Um and uh basically took all of his money and invested it in a bunch of junk that ended up actually like working out mm -hmm. and he made an absolute fortune for dainty. Um, I don't think there was another, the bad guy in that was the priest that was trying to like, or, well, it wasn't really the priest. He was, there was uh, another Doppler yeah. that was like posing. Um, but yeah, so it was kind mm -hmm. of like, 
it was there wasn't really a you seem like the bad guy at first but then ended up turning out to be like just an absolute legend so the crypto of the continent that's what he invested in uh-huh. basically he invested in like rancid fish oil string uh some fancy nuts or something <laughs> that's right like it was, it was a bunch of random a random crap, items yeah yeah and it ended up like being a huge demand in a bunch of different places and he like he made like 10 times the amount that he invested in it <laughs> Okay, so maybe so, the NFTs of the continent then. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> right. right. So, <laughs> so um, okay. So Ben, who would you who would you end up fighting? And I think uh, I think we've got uh, Bane. Bane is joining us. Here we go. Hey, Bane. Bane is connecting to the audio. Um, Bane, can you can you hear us, Bane? I got you. Hey, man, welcome. I thought that that name was an Assassin's Creed reference. I think I might be right. <laughs> so uh, we're in the middle of talking about which monsters from the uh, from the Netflix series we would if we if we were whisked away magically into the world of the Witcher into the, on, onto the continent, and we were given the abilities of a of a Witcher or a mage, somebody who who could take on a monster. All the all the knowledge, all the abilities, all the all you know, hundred percent capable, and we had to go out on some sort of mission to take on a monster. Which one would be the one that we wanted to just take on? Because we felt like, oh yeah, that would be awesome. We could take that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ben, let's go to you. Who? What monster would you feel like you could? You, or which would be exciting to be like, oh, from from the TV show specifically, from the ones we've um, seen on the show, the show, and the versions that we've seen on the show. I honestly, this I don't know if this is anybody else's favorite. I want to fight a basilisk. The basilisk the show on the show. Those things look awesome. The crazy ones at the end of season two. Yes. Those ones, I would actually want to try and fight one of those. Like the one that Geralt like yeeted off the bridge. <laughs> yes, he's gonna go God mode for throw it off the bridge. Uh-huh. But Geralt's a different of a different sort. Yes, he's more he's more of a Witcher than the standard Witcher. So it's not even that's not God mode. That's just Geralt. <laughs> that's easy mode for him. He's level Geralt. already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would want to try and take down um, a basilisk for sure. Oh god! Because the the how they took on that monster from what we know from the games is by far way different. And honestly, I feel like they would be more terrifying than you know a giant flying lizard chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like fighting a dinosaur. Yeah, with giant freaking snake fangs. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys been to a museum or like um, in the middle of Florida, we have a uh, a dinosaur park where they've erected. It's for like little kids, but they've erected these big plaster dinosaurs that are like life sized. And you walk around like you take your four year old or whoever, like uh, Mage Mama has a four year old. And like when my kids were little, we, we could t- take them to the park and um, we'd walk around and you see like the like plaster dinosaurs and it's just a park outside in the trees and all those kinds of things but the dinosaurs are life-sized and it gives you a sense of like what it must have been like back 
in the time of dinosaurs with like life-size dinosaurs walking around and some of them are freaking huge and like i just can't imagine dealing with an animal like that that's trying to eat you when you could fit in its mouth <laughs> like, like just like not, not like i live in florida we have alligators if an alligator if an average sized alligator an average sized alligator is maybe six to eight feet long i when i was in college worked at a summer camp one year and the summer camp was on at that time the lake of with the most densely populated lake of alligators in the entire world that was like its claim to fame and some of the alligators the front of the dock uh, at this camp was 12 feet across and i stood at the front of that dock and i saw alligators swim across the front of that dock where that were longer than the front of the dock so like 13 14 foot long alligators in this lake even a 14 foot out long alligator couldn't fit me my whole body in its mouth right it could maybe you know eat half of my body it could after a couple bites after a few bites it could like swallow me but like we're talking basilisks like one of those basilisks on their show could just like oh <laughs> they just swallow you like a tooth from one of those things is the like the length of your arm like that's that's freaking scary ben <laughs> hey i had to prove myself somehow yeah. plus they're venomous so you have to you know watch out about that too yeah dude that's a lot all right who who else thinks they would want to take on a basilisk <laughs> the one that I would like least not want to fight or would fight the least. You want to fight them the least. Okay, so Crow says fight them the least. Bane raised his hand. Bane? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'd totally take on a basilisk because, again, it, you know, it's, it's a non-sentient. It's more of an animalistic nature, so it has a pretty much straightforward sense of attack. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of sometimes gauge how it's going to react based off his body language and stuff like that. So for me, I think it would be the easiest to go against as opposed to some of the other stuff that were more, excuse me, more magical, wielding, more intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Something that can play tricks on you rather than something that works more like an animal. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I can see that. Okay. Okay. It's still freaking huge, though. Like it's still big. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and that's something you gotta, you gotta kind of contend with. It's bigger. It's got a more serpentine neck. It can fly. So yeah. those are all variables to consider. However, with that predatory sense, it's something that you've kind of already encountered uh, in the wild and stuff like that. So I, I, I would personally rather go against that, against something, say, a Trinobog, a Wraith, you know, something, something with a little more uh, variation to how it does things. I gotcha. I gotcha. Mage Mama, what do you think? Basilisk? Uh, you know, honestly, uh, are you talking about those crocodiles? Just, I'm not afraid of a lot of things, like creepy crawlies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Crocodiles, absolutely, in real life terrifying yeah well these are these were alligators so they're not as not as aggressive as crocodiles but still Uh, big yeah still a hard pass for me yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so the basilisk is you know and i had forgotten about the um uh the venom so that still is yeesh Uh, that's a yeesh for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but you know 
I don't know. I mean, I think um, as far as as far as like something I I, I would want to go up against. I mean, the Striga didn't seem like uh, it, it, that was a long battle, but it didn't seem that bad. <laughs> well, you liked the Striga because it was intelligent, because you felt like you could rationalize with it. Whereas Bane is saying that that seems more threatening because or I'm sorry, Bruxa. the Bruxa, not not Striga. Yeah. Well, both of them are somewhat intelligent, but the Bruxa because it's uh it would it would be able to you know play you <laughs> basically because it's smart um and that that would be more threatening so it, both are interesting takes i guess they're two sides of the same coin yeah i guess uh you know i would just i my preference would be to try to i would take the contract for the one that's the, the brooks and not the not the basilisk for me because i mm-hmm. they're just they're huge they're they're yeah you made the good point it's like a dinosaur yeah yeah Man, that's that's rough stuff. Ben, good luck. Good luck. I'm going to let you take that on. Uh, or, you I, know, I got your back, Ben. Don't oof. worry. Yeah, there we go. Oof. Have Tosi's help. That's some Two rough stuff. One. We got this. Oh, man. It makes me think about like uh, back in back in the day, you know, back in tribal times when you had, say, the, uh, the, the original Native Americans moving into North America or South America when you had like giant animals around like mammoths and stuff right and this idea of like a community deciding oh we're going to take out that mammoth because it's going to feed us for like an entire winter (laughs) right because humans did that kind of crap but like mammoths are freaking huge and it probably took like i don't know a dozen people to take one of those things down but and they must have been really smart about the way they did it but that's very very dangerous um Man, just taking on big giant animals. Ooh, that's. It's, I'm sure it's it's dangerous, but I'm sure if you do it smart, there's ways of of handling it. Um, that's you know that's the best weapon a human has is is, is your brain. So, oh, really cool stuff. All right, well we've got. We, this has been an awesome conversation. We're about halfway through the show, so we're going to take a break because we've got to thank our patrons. We've got to read out this awesome review that came in. And then we've got to talk with Crow and Bane about the monsters that they want to fight. So we'll be back in just a second. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank these these guys right here, our patrons. Thank you for supporting the show. And genuinely, Toasty and I very much appreciate this. This helps us get, make this a priority. It helps us do the show. It helps pay for getting the things that we need in order to make the show a, a thing. Uh, it also makes this a, a this is a, a part-time thing for, for Toasty on the side. And this helps make this a full-time thing for me because I'm a full-time content creator. So this helps actually make this a, a real job for me. So very, very much thank you. Um, if you're interested in supporting the show, if we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your work week, your commute to work, or fighting a basilisk, because holy crap, I don't know how you listen to podcasts while doing that, Ben, but if that's what you do, like Ben does, then go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast. Check out all the different tiers. You can get ad-free episodes. You can join us on a future episode of the show just like this one. And um, you can be like any of the 13 patrons we currently have. We don't have any uh, new patrons to call out this week, but if you do sign up, we'll, we'll call you out on a future episode of the show. Also, real quick, we've got a new, uh, actually two, two new reviews that have come in recently. Uh, this one is from Shut Up Joker in the United States, who writes, uh, great source of info. When I get interested in a new subject, I find myself scouring the internet trying to find out 
everything about it that I can as a watcher of the Netflix series and player of the third game compounded with my pathological need to scour the wiki. I thought that I was knowledgeable enough, but I love to put the podcast on while I'm working and listening to the hosts geek out over the real world applications of lore and other little tidbits that I thought I was the only one that cared about slowly working my way through the episodes. I can't, I hope to catch up soon. So thank you. Shut up, Joker. Appreciate that, that review. Um, and then we also have one from Sean, John two sixty eight in the U S who writes, my wife thinks I'm a genius. <laughs> I love this five stars, uh, Tom robots and toasty toes, toast, toast, etc. with all the different variations of spelling have made a uh, such a great show to help me better understand the vast world of the Witcher book series and games. I recently got my wife into the Netflix series and used this show as my companion piece to help answer any questions she had. Originally, she thought it was all my own knowledge until she heard me laughing at something I was listening to and looked at what it was. Needless to say, I have to give credit to where it's due, and these gentlemen deserve every bit of it. P.S. The community they've created has allowed me to connect with others and even ask Toasty some of my own questions that he is graciously enough he's gracious enough to answer. You really get the whole package here. Oh, Sean John, thank you so much. That's awesome, and I'm glad that you've joined us on the Discord and, and chatted with us and things. So that's that's amazing. So and thank you to, to you for putting the the stupid convoluted spelling of toasty as your primary one <laughs> yes because i saw that review and they <laughs> did the t-e-a-u-x one that's yes the one that you use on the discord yeah nice yeah very very nice uh also hi to your wife that's awesome that you were just like spouting off like info and she was like wow how do you know so much <laughs> and then finally she was like oh you've been listening to a podcast about it um that's awesome but uh thank you thank you for the taking the time to drop these reviews on apple podcasts if you do so and leave a five-star rating we'll read this out these out on the future episode also if you're currently listening to this on spotify then just take a moment go to the Go to the screen where you can see all the episodes and go to the top and you'll be able to leave a five star rating on there. Once we hit 250 ratings on there, Toasty is going to dye his hair white just like and look just like Geralt of Rivia or some strange old man. Uh, are you? I still haven't figured out if you're going to dye your facial hair. Just trim it off. I, I think I think I just said that I was going to trim it off. Yeah. I don't know. This we'll is going to look weird. We'll see what happens. This is going to look so weird. Just gonna, I'm just going to look like some decrepit old guy you're just gonna, it's gonna look you're gonna just draw some like what if what if you do this and then all of a sudden you just look like henry cavill and we're just like oh my god toasty <laughs> just, you're so handsome out to like three times my size or just your okay. face all of a sudden your face just looks like henry cavill's face and we're just like uh, how god. we didn't even know uh, it's i why haven't you been doing this all along? Uh, that might cure my depression if I end up looking like Henry Cavill at the Aww. end of this. I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you to everybody who who leaves uh, ratings and reviews and everybody who signs up on the Patreon. You guys are awesome. And um, maybe that'll help cure your depression as well. On that sad note, let's move on with the rest of the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, we're back. Um, let's let's talk with Crow. Crow, it's your turn, buddy. Let's talk yeah. monsters. There have been a, a number of monsters on the show, both seasons. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you could take, or who do you who would you enjoy going up against? So, I 
want to uh i would love to go up against a, a leshin a leshy the leshy the the one that we saw just get like destroyed mm-hmm. that we didn't actually get to see a fight with yeah because uh not the escal leshy yeah no well the leshkal the leshkal <laughs> right <laughs> but, uh yeah no because from looking at it it seems like it's its main body's like mostly rooted to the ground and like you just got to worry about the binds but i feel like especially with the agility of a witcher and everything it wouldn't be not to discredit school, but it wouldn't be that difficult to like jump off a tree and stab it through the heart uh-huh, uh-huh. so you would be like a glorified lumberjack a little bit yeah <laughs> a little bit a little bit <laughs> I mean, the the design of it was really cool looking for the like 10 frames that we got to see it before it was destroyed. Um, Yeah. And Leshens are very cool. I mean, we did that whole episode about the Leshens. And but here's the other thing, though, is that according to the lore, they can change the way they look. And they can control other things in the forest. So there's no guarantee that that whole root vine thing is going to be the only thing you're going up against or that you're even going to necessarily notice it right away. So it could be, I mean, it could always be a little more dangerous than you think. Also true, but that's what makes it more rewarding whenever I take its hand or its head back to the keep. Yeah. Yeah. You think you'll use that whole, like, uh, turning the sword on, like making the sword heat up thing. I thought that was awesome. That was pretty cool. I would try to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mage Mama wanted to chime in. Can't the, can't the Leshen, though, um, like, get all the rest of the wildlife on its side? Mm-hmm. So, like, that may not be, like, a one-on-one fight, dude. Like, that might be, like, a one-on-many fight. You could have, like, vicious squirrels coming at you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Who wants to fight a bunch of squirrels? Or worse would be, like, you know, owls dive-bombing you and wolves chasing you and things like that. Uh, I don't know why, but I just got the uh, the image of Gene Kelly kicking the puddles around from singing in the rain. <laughs> whenever I was thinking of the squirrels trying to run at me, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> just kicking squirrels. Yeah. So every so often, these kinds of questions crop up in social situations, which are both hilarious, but then also really infuriate people who love animals. How many squirrels do you think you could fight before you would lose? Like it depends on how coordinated the squirrels are. <laughs> okay, like if a ma- if if are a mass of squirrels is it is it like yeah, so like election questions. Election just all you're surrounded by trees and mm-hmm. election just uses its powers to summon all the squirrels out of the trees and they all just come at you from all sides at the same time. At w- what number of squirrels is the maximum number of squirrels that you could fight off? with your bare hands let's say you've lost your swords you you can't use any signs oh and and you're just you in this in this scenario you're just you how many squirrels could you fight off what's the max number of squirrels you could fight off and still live realistically i'm gonna say somewhere from like maybe 10 or 12. (laughs) so if they're all coming at you i feel like you're like they're gonna get you down pretty quick squirrels are pretty wily they're fast. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to say like a solid 10, probably. <laughs> solid 10, okay. Now, if you're a witcher, that number's going to be way higher. Oh, yeah. I, infinitely they all jump down on me from the trees, just use Yerdin, and then use Igneon. 
frame up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, then Rob has, of course, then there's, yes, the, the, Rob, thank you for this question as well. Would you rather fight a hundred squirrel sized horses or one horse sized squirrel? <laughs> Unhorsed squirrel. Either way, I don't care. I'm gonna absolutely murder either of those things. It's oh, yeah, a bunch of tiny that. little horses. The thing is that squirrels can run and jump, and they've got claws. And like little tiny horses could barely do anything. Like, it's like a horse has a big enough problem with it. Like you break a horse's leg, it's done. Yeah, and right. They don't exactly have the strongest legs. Right. So. A giant squirrel, though, that would be terrifying. Yeah, but it's just like a horse-sized squirrel. I mean, depending on the type of horse, it could range in size. Yeah, but I guess if you're Tom and... or Mage Mama who have like megalophobia for animals, megalophobia, then, yeah, dude, you've never <laughs> fought a, a big leg- giant animal before. That's a legitimate thing. I've never dude. fought a big giant animal before either. All right, so okay, so Leshy, Leshy's where you. What do you? What do the rest of you guys think? Leshy, who wants to chime in? Yeah, I mean, Leshy wouldn't be. I mean, if you're a witcher, I would imagine unless you wouldn't be as difficult. Um, I mean, you do have an advantage since they are made of of magic and use chaos. You will get a sense of them right when they are either about to attack or near you. So you do have an advantage to that, so you won't be surprised. Mm-hmm. So there's that. and but there is the thing to where yeah they can shape shift they can call upon nature itself um turn into bats or you know ravens to just put, set everything on fire do all sorts of weird stuff yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah bane what do you think well i mean yeah, I'd want to fight the Lishy. It also depends on whether or not I'm able to have someone else with me because it's already shown that it's kind of weak from the back when that centipede <laughs> ram critter showed up. That's true. So, <clears throat> and all you need is, you know, a big old bottle of Roundup and you probably got a pretty significant advantage. So I would definitely want to fight the Lishy. If I was by myself, yeah, I'd probably be a little more cautious. But if I got a group of us, nah, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Is Roundup one of the official Witcher potions, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's got to be a, a Witcher equivalent, right? What would you say? Roundup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it falls under cursed one oil. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Mage okay. Mama, do you have you have any thoughts? I don't know. After thinking about Roundup, that's all I can think about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's move on to Bane. Bane, what do you think? You want to take on a, a critter from the from the from the TV show specifically, the versions from the TV show. Versions from the TV show. If I were to take on, if I if if I was like, hey, I'm gonna take on a, a beast. I'm gonna have to go with the basilisk because again, it's kind of got that animal instinct and that that's something that's a bit more predictable. Mm-hmm. So I could I could definitely prepare for that. Um, it's reptilian. You talked about the croc- the alligators in Florida. Lo and behold, we got those down here too. So I've seen them in action. So yeah. I kind I kind of know how they're going to react. If I get close, they're going to go this way. If I get far, they'll retreat. So with that more animal animalistic instinct, I can I can better prepare for that. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, and, we, and we've we've talked a good bit about that one. So, uh, okay, so the next next piece of this, I want to know 
and we don't have to go as long on this because we're getting close to the end of the show, but I want to know which monster you absolutely would just nope out on. Is there is there a monster that you would just be like, um, like somebody comes to you with a contract and they're like, hey, this thing's terrorizing my village or whatever. And you realize, oh, that's a this. Yeah, I'm leaving that for the next Witcher. That's coming down the path. See you later. And then you just keep on going. Who wants to go? Anybody have one that they're just like, uh, Crow, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking maybe the Kikimura. The way it looked just like kind of messed with me a little bit. And then also, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I like swimming, but I don't like fighting underwater. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fear of mine. And so, yeah, I would not want to face the Kikimura. You got a you got a post you got a poster for that for the underwater thing. Uh-huh. You have you have a potion that allows you to 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 hold your breath longer. So you know. Yeah, but looking at that like baby's head with the spike needle teeth <laughs> on a spider's body, just I'm not gonna do that. It's Fair pretty freaky. Just, yeah, and some people just like spiders in general. Just kind of like ugh, they're just like well, no. I got a tattoo of one on my oh, arm, but there you go. I'm also not terribly fond of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. All right. It's Kikimura. Who else wants to, who, who wants to go next? M- Mage Mama? So was the Kikimura, was that the, was that the monster that pops out in the, in the anime, the um, Nightmare of the Wolf when. Um, the Kikimura is the very opening scene of season, season one. one. Yeah. Right. The big I'm, trying, old... I'm thinking I'm trying to think of what was the monster that came out of the water, you know, when they're all like they're all asleep and then they sort of like wake up in the woods and it's part it's supposed to be one of their tests, which there were like, a bunch of ghouls, if I recall. It was I think they were like ghouls or drowners or something. Are, are you talking about the one that just teleported up to him and like exploded the children? Yes, that's the one. That's a race. So that's right. Yeah, it's a weird, weird race, yeah. but it's a race. Yeah, that one's weird. Okay. Yeah, that would be the one I would know about. Sorry, if I'm just going to explode into like a pile of gore, I'm going to go with hard pass on that one. Yeah, understandable. All right, understandable. Yeah, yeah that. I mean, Tosi and I talked about that when we talked about that episode. How that some of those monsters were just like absolutely ridiculous. You know, like just like some of the stuff they did was just like, are you kidding? Like nobody would survive that. There's just there's just no way. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. I agree. I agree. All right, Ben, what do you think? I know, I know you are a, a witcher extraordinaire, but if you had to choose one that you were just I like, had to choose. all right, this one either just, just seems like too much work. It's too hard or it's just really, really creepy. And I just don't want to have to deal with it. If I had to choose, I would agree with Mage Mama with the rates. Those were the rates and the Netflix cinematic is like okay that's too op uh-huh. they shouldn't be able to do that yeah in the in the uh anime anime film, yeah, yeah it's just like what no yeah. i don't want them teleporting my body and just spontaneous explode that's that doesn't even give you a fighting chance whatsoever right yeah that just doesn't even yeah there's there's nothing you can do about that yeah okay that makes sense that makes sense bane The Bruxa. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't fight the Bruxa. I really couldn't. I, I think she's, she's too sentient. She plays too much on the heartstring for cause hesitation for I couldn't really effectively fight her. 
I really couldn't because of, I mean, from season two, you don't really see her do anything wrong. And then what she was doing, she had her, had arranged with, uh, Nibelin. Mm-hmm. So massacring like a group of four people. Is it wrong? But you don't see it. You don't see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they piece it together that it's her, but, but they didn't well, witness it. Yeah. Right. But, but she, the, the way she interacted with everybody else, and I mean, so long as she was contained, I, I couldn't do it. I'd say, nope, I will send someone else. I've got this guy I can call real quick. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to call Lambert. You Lambert, you could take care yeah, of this. Lambert, Lambert's <laughs> got this attitude. He's perfect. Yeah, Lambert, you'll be fine. Go, go take care of this one for me. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep 100% of the pay. Just you do it. Well, I get a finder speed. That's important. I got the finder oh, speed. All right. All right. All right. 10% off the top. Cool. <laughs> Toasty, what do you think? We haven't really chatted much on this one. Do you have like a monster you want to fight? Monster that you'd keep away from? I mean, for fighting, just like, I feel like I would want to fight. I mean, one, I, I kind of want to fight all of them, but um, uh, I, th- I think the Leshy just because it's so iconic. It's so mm-hmm. iconic for like the Witcher universe, you know, to to be able to to fight one of those. Um, as for one that I don't want to fight, well, I'm not I'm not Geralt, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like just that the the Chernabog was just such a weird thing. Like I don't. Because you wouldn't get you wouldn't get the term like Chernabog. You would somebody would describe this Witcher contract and they'd be like, you know, it's it's like 12, 15 feet tall. I don't even know how tall it was, but it was like fifteen feet tall. It's got wings. It's made out of stellacite, and it's like, eh, nah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> Which like this big flying rock monster. Uh, someone else can have it (laughs) i don't want to do that okay i'm not gonna just solo this thing like Geralt does in like a blink it's not gonna happen yeah yeah you know the the monster that or monsters that i would i would least want to fight would be like a group of like the ghouls at the end of the first season like when those things come out and like it, it doesn't take long for him to like lose his sword and then he's having to like go at him with his hands and they're dangerous enough that one bite like almost kills him. Like that's rough. <laughs> that's rough taking on a group of those things, you know, like, and you get, if you get disarmed and you can't keep them at an arm's length and one gets on you and they were fast, like these weren't like stocky, slow zombie kind of monsters. These things were just like coming out of the ground and out of the woods and just like, oh, that's that's flashbacks to the squirrels, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't if, if you can't take on 10 squirrels with your fists, I definitely couldn't take on 10 of those things with a sword. Like, oh, that sounds that sounds rough. Um, well, guys, we're getting we're getting to the end of the show. Thank you for joining me. This has been super fun. Um, we're going to go back through 
And I would love to hear if you guys have any cool projects you're working on, things that you want to shout out or ways that people can get a hold of you. I know all of you guys are on the Discord, so they can reach out to you on the Discord. But if you want to shout out, say, your Twitter account or something else, you can do that as well. Let's just go back through and we're just going to start with Ben again. Ben, you got anything cool going on you want to share? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mentioned this on the Elder Scrolls uh, Lorecast a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Ohio, so we have our Ohio uh, anime convention coming up here in the next couple weeks. I will be cosplaying as my character again for like as Ben of Tamara, like I did at the Renaissance Fair last year. Yeah, so yeah, With your whole outfit be, and your swords and everything. <clears throat> Very cool. Be posting pictures and everything. Um, Last time I went to this convention, I saw a Siri, a, oh God, um, I saw two of the mages, I can't remember the top of my head, who they were, and then I saw a Geralt, so people dress up as a witcher stuff at this convention, so I'm excited. Nice. And then uh, you can reach me at um, Twitter and Twitch, Ben just like on Discord. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, Crow? Uh, currently kind of similar because I got inspired by Ben um, putting together some more medieval armor so that I there's a renaissance fair that happens about an hour away from where I'm at right now and I want to go there as a uh, as my witcher you know crow um, side note other than that I'm in school currently trying to get the instrument rating on my pro- uh, my pilot's license oh nice and, yeah uh, and then I don't really have a lot of social media, but I am on the Discord as Crow of Bellum. So very cool. Well, good luck with all that. That sounds awesome. Mage Mama, what do you got going on? Uh, nothing. Nothing special. Just wanted to say thanks for uh, including me in this. Been super fun. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been great having your uh, having a mage's perspective with a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of <laughs> witchers. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. And then Bane. You got anything cool going on? Uh, not really, just working a lot. Um, anybody has any questions about weaponry, both modern and medieval, I'm your guy. Uh, cool. of that, no, just hanging out. Cool. Do you, um, do you like study the stuff? Do you, do you make things? What do you do with it? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm involved in HEMA, um, and I have a background as far as modern weaponry goes. Uh, but no, I don't make it. I, I study different techniques different types mm-hmm. uh different manuals different treatises and doctrines uh love the stuff so anybody has any questions about it or how to get started just hit me up on the discord very cool very very cool yeah i, I think i t- talked about it on some of the early episodes watching shows like forged and uh, fortune fire and stuff like that was something i got into this during this last year and man there's I, like geeking out about that kind of stuff and learning more about it is super cool. Um, but yeah, awesome. Thank you everybody for joining us. Toasty, you got anything cool going on you want to share? Nope. Nothing cool at all. Nothing cool at all. Nothing. Yeah. Cool I know. I know you're going to be busy all. for the next few weeks. So, uh, Toasty, you, you can reach us on the, the Witcher Lorecast, uh, Twitter account. Uh, Toasty is going to be kind of, kind of out for a little while doing, doing Toasty things. So next yeah, week, a couple, couple contracts, a couple side quests. Like, up, <laughs> he's got so, some know. side quests. So <laughs> next week we would normally be doing the show on Monday night. That show we've already pre-recorded, so we won't be able to live stream it, but it will still go up as usual on the audio platforms. Um, we'll set that up ahead of time. 
but we'll be back in two weeks for the live show uh two weeks from now so that's what's coming up and just after this show ends stay tuned because in another 30 minutes or so i will be back with the cyberpunk lore cast because we are talking about the blade runner movies with our patrons and the cyberpunk qualities of those including the latest blade runner movie and which i think is actually a better movie than the original but a lot of people disagree with me on that um hot take tom hot take hot take hot take but i think it is so i'll be back in about 30 minutes with that so um i'm gonna i'll close the stream down and, and start it back up when we when we get that going and then after that we've got the mass effect lore cast we've got our patron episode i'm doing three shows tonight it's gonna be a busy night um but all the other shows are on robotsradio.net if you're looking for that stuff. And of course, you can come join me any night of the week, any of the normal nights of the week other than Saturday nights for either podcasts or game streams on the nights that I'm not podcasting. So I'd love to have you come hang out with me, uh, play some games and just hang out. And we also have a Minecraft server now for the Robots Radio community because I, I pulled the community. I was like, hey, we need a world where we can just kind of have a persistent world and do stuff in pulled them i was like hey these are some of the games we could play and most of the people said let's do minecraft so i was like all right let's do it so i forked out the cache we've got a minecraft server and a bunch of people building some really awesome stuff and we're gonna have fun little events and stuff so if you want to play minecraft with us it's all the info's on the discord there's a channel on there and we'd love to have you join us um so that's what we got going on thank you again everybody for being here thank you chat for being here i'll be back in about 30 minutes uh otherwise we'll see you guys next time and toasty Stay safe on the path. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.